0: Welcome to Leather Brains, the podcast for fantasy football. Now, introducing your host, Hunter Slapdog Amoruso, and Matt Scotty Holtmeyer.
1: And we are live, baby. Welcome to Leather Brains. As always, I am your host, Slapdog, and I don't have Scotty with me today. But I do have a very good friend of mine, Yeti. It is the middle of the day. We typically don't do this, but we figured, you know what? Let's bring some information to the Brainiacs a little bit early. Scotty will not be able to join us because, unfortunately, his microphone uh, is having some issues. So he uh, he stepped out for this episode. So we figured, you know what? Let's Let's bring him some information a little bit early. So if you're joining us live, welcome. Welcome aboard on Twitch, YouTube, or Twitter. We do greatly appreciate it. And uh, if not, this podcast will be available on Thursday and you can listen on any of your podcast platforms. Yeti, how are you doing, sir?
0: Man, I'm good. Happy Wednesday to the people listening live. Happy Thursday to uh, the people listening later. Um, I also have to say congratulations to the people who made their fantasy playoffs. Absolutely. Congratulations. Absolutely, Uh, Big week.
1: Yes. Yeah. Did you let's have a conversation about this before we kick things off here. you know, you and I are in a variety of leagues together. How, how is your playoffs looking for all of the leagues that you're in? Did you did you make it in in most of them? Or, or what's that looking like?
0: Yeah, so I really have three leagues that I pay attention to. Two of them are leagues. Obviously, we have our league of record that is a redraft league. Uh, and then we have one that's a dynasty first year doing a dynasty format. Uh, Dynasty, I missed the playoffs, but I'm okay with that because my draft pick obviously is going to go up from there. Yeah, sorry about that. Uh, (laughs) Hopefully I get Bajan, but we'll see. Um, In our home league, our redraft league, uh, I'm the second seed, so I clinched a a bye week this week so i'm giving my players a little rest okay. telling them spend time with your families absolutely. heal up you know Important. giving them you know all the time that they need to get ready for uh round two absolutely uh, and then yeah my third league that i'm in just kind of a fun league that i'm in uh i clinched a playoff spot barely because you're just
1: you're just you're rolling right now yeah you're, man. you're feeling good yeah right? I'm, a, I'm kind of a machine at this it's, point i guess it's funny I, you know, we played each other in our dynasty league, um, and it was winning in. So we were both fingers crossing to be out. And unfortunately I beat you. Um, so you, (laughs) cause we're both, we're both kind of we're tanking, but you know, you can't tank too bad because you don't want to, uh, jeopardize the integrity of the league. And so we were hoping to lose. And unfortunately I snuck my way into the playoffs there. So now it's like, you know, it's full go for me. I'm in the playoff in all my leagues and, uh,
0: I shouldn't be in our league of record. I just want to be very blunt about that. But um see it's yeah. kind of crazy because in our dynasty league, I feel like my team is semi-loaded. I just can't get them all playing at the same time. Mm-hmm. And it's fucked me over. Like, I just if you look right. at my running backs, it's like wow, like you should probably be in the top five. But yeah, no, I'm somehow on the bottom four, but I got that's
1: okay. I think with the injury bug. That was that was what really did me in. You know, I had Cooper Cup. He went out. That really, um, I had made some trades to acquire him, and that really put me in a tough spot. And then I traded away Joe Mixon and uh, and Mark Andrews to try and give myself some depth. Has not panned out, and uh, but I still made it in the playoffs. We started really strong, and I think that's what that's what really brought us home. So congratulations to all of those that did make it into the playoffs. For those that didn't. You still got something to play for, and we'll talk about that here at the end of the episode, so stay tuned there. Yeti, let's kick, let's kick some things off with uh, the news that is happening in the NFL and uh, how it affects your fantasy teams.
0: Let's get down, let's get down to business. This first piece of news, man.
1: I'll let you read it. I'm just devastated.
0: All right. Well, we have confirmation that Kyler Murray has torn his ACL in his right knee slaps as our local arizona cardinals fan what does this do for dynasty purposes and how does this team look moving forward with colt mccoy
1: i you know scotty uh our producer was texting me yesterday about all of this information and he was asking me my thoughts and opinions and i'm angry like i I, truth be told i'm so sad and frustrated because this is probably the worst thing that could happen. You know, obviously, we always say that we don't root for injury on here, but this one is is extremely impactful for the entire Cardinals organization, and it's really shitty to see uh, because there's a there's a really good chance, you know, you mentioned dynasty football. Kyler Murray will probably not play at the start of next year. like the 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 turnaround time for an ACL injury, you're looking at roughly nine to ten months. And that puts him back around, you know, middle of the season at best next year. And that really depends on his recovery process. So thankfully, it was just his ACL because if there was more, his recovery would be much more strenuous. But very tough to see for him. And for Dynasty purposes, you just lost Kyler Murray again for at least a good chunk of next year. Um, and then who knows how he plays after that, right? Like Kyler Murray is, has been such an electric player for his mobility. And now he doesn't have... like. Typically, when you see a player tear their ACL, that that changes how they play, um, and and that's a huge devastating factor for Kyler Murray because he uses his legs early and often. That's that's what he does. Um, there's an argument to be made, you know, that the offensive line is terrible and Kyler Murray has no time. I think that's a valid argument, and uh, and I don't expect it to get better. This this whole Cardinals organization has been injury uh, plagued this entire year. I would give them the award probably for most most injuries on a team. Um, and what really sucks is, you know, DeAndre Hopkins, right? DeAndre Hopkins is somebody who he he took his his PEDs at the beginning of the and missed the first 6 games. We have never seen this offense fully healthy this year. We haven't with a full starting group of of offense. Zach Ertz, Torres ACL, both of the the offensive tackles are gone because they're injured. Um you get you get uh, DeAndre Hopkins back. As soon as you do that, you get Hollywood out. So like everything that could go wrong for this team has gone wrong my only fear really i want cliff kingsbury gone and i feel like this is a a very um a good thing for him because he can blame it on the year versus their play sucks to see colt mccoy it looks like is going to be the starter for the rest of the remainder of the year but then what do you do in the offseason? You know, and I was talking to Scotty a little bit about this. Very obviously, I think Jacoby Brissett would be a wonderful fill-in. Jacoby Brissett is no longer going to be with the Browns. He'll be a free agent after this year. I would love it if Jacoby Brissett came in and, and spot-started until Kyler Murray's back. I think that he has shown that he still has some juice left in the tank. And I think offensively, he would scheme in very well with the Cardinals. Whether that happens or not, we'll see. Um, but devastating devastating news for anybody who owns Kyler in a dynasty format if you own him in a redraft you can probably drop him and his ADP is going to be really interesting next year as well for redraft formats because I don't expect it to be anywhere close to what it was this year and he really hasn't done wonderful this year for fantasy football
0: yeah and and you kind of mentioned this too we draft I don't Kyler know if you're Murray still there.
1: I, uh, I'm thinking
0: yeah can you hear me
1: I can't. I'm sorry. What was that?
0: Uh, I was just saying, we draft Kyler Murray for his rushing upside. We don't draft him really for his arm. You know, like It's not that he has a terrible yeah. arm by any means, but that rushing upside is huge for his ceiling. right? Um, and the fact that w- we talk about this with running backs coming off ACL injuries, it typically takes them a year to get adjusted to their body and their ACL now and get comfortable with their Nini. So yep. it's like okay, Kyler Murray is going to be kind of one-sided for at least half the season next year. I think that's a fair assessment, you know, given yeah. given how late this ACL injury occurred. Um, so we might be talking about Kyler Murray going, you know, past round seven, round eight
1: mm-hmm. next
0: year, which will be, it'll be interesting to revisit this conversation uh, in a few months. Absolutely um yeah tough to see
1: i wish cliff would be gone but i feel like this was a, a huge uh, band-aid for him to continue his uh, coaching career with the cardinals next piece of news here texans running back damian pierce is expected to miss at least one game with a mild to high ankle sprain
0: you bench him this week yes you you bench pierce you bench rex burkhead you bench dariogo bawali whatever <laughs> I but you bench any anybody in that backfield this week. You have if you are playing one of these guys, I am sorry. Like you might you might as well just throw on the white flag this week.
1: Well, and Damian Pierce has been somebody who, you know, midway through the year was extremely electric. He was somebody who carried a lot of people to fantasy football wins and uh very tough to see. And and I think some of you know some of this is now the teams have more film on him, they can figure out how to shut him down because he really is the only usable piece of that offense this year. And and he's starting to get shut down. I mean he hasn't performed nearly as well as he has uh in the middle of the season the last couple weeks. So very difficult to see. Um Bears running back Khalil Herbert. He uh he has a hip injury he went on IR and he is on track to come off of IR uh this next week so stay tuned for that i'm I'm not saying plug him in and play him but you know we were very high on herbert in the off season he looked better than montgomery in my opinion and uh so we'll see we'll see how that kind of plays out especially given the fact that that justin fields is not playing at 100 percent. maybe they'll lean a little bit more in the run game and speaking of the run game here patriots running back romandre stevenson suffered a left ankle injury in the first quarter of monday night's game He's doubtful going into week 15, which I think is a a big blow for a lot of people who are using Stevenson because he's been extremely great for fantasy football. And there's a good chance that he's not going to play this week. So temper your expectations there. Definitely watch out. Um, Are you picking up any of these other running backs for the Patriots in in light of this information?
0: Man, it's tough because Stevenson has been the one Patriots running back that we can really trust in the past, what, you know, three, four years, it seems like, because they just constantly rotate through running backs. So if Stevenson is out, um, you have to wonder if Damian Harris is going to be available. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say if he's not, then you are looking at a rotation between Pierre Strong and then uh, Kevin Harris, who are both rookie running backs. Uh, they, I think they split pretty evenly after Stevenson went out. So it's hard for me to trust any of those options. Uh, maybe if Harris is in, you He's worth a look. He definitely is worth a look, but I have concerns about a rotation going on without Stevenson. So I, it's hard for me to trust anybody.
1: I mean, they're playing the Raiders, you know, as a Raiders fan, that the Raiders defense is not great. It's usually a pretty favorable matchup for the running backs. So, uh, you're still saying maybe stray away from that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, I would, unless we get word that Damian Harris is playing and he's going to be getting the full workload. Okay. Um, Yeah, tough to see, man.
1: Uh, Cooper Cup will reportedly miss the rest of the season, according to Coach Sean McVay. We've kind of already speculated this, and uh, it it seems as if Coach McVay has stated that that is the case. So you can drop him if you were holding out on a whim that he is usable. Drop him. Not in a dynasty format. That would be silly. But uh, for all you redraft players out there, you can go ahead and drop Cup. this is some pretty big news yeti and i want to stop here and talk about it for a moment 49ers wide receiver debo samuel his knee and his ankle uh he went out in the game did not return and he could return as soon as week
0: 17. what's your interpretation of this well if your team is loaded and you have debo and and you think you're gonna make the championship in your playoff leagues then obviously you know he's you could roster him still uh, even if you don't roster in him and somebody dropped him, he might be worth an worth an ad. Um, now, maybe I need to take a step back because he is coming off a pretty severe ankle injury, and if they are going to play him in Week 17, he might be eased in. So, let, I retract what I just said. Okay. Um, I personally would not play Debo if he comes back Week 17. It's hard for me to trust a guy coming off a severe ankle injury, especially if he would just cart it off, you know? Sure. Um, now, obviously, without Debo on the field, Christian McCaffrey. I mean, he's an RB1, right? Like, we know this. But yeah. even more so, uh, he's going to get so much volume out of the backfield. Uh, I feel like they're just going to kind of rely on the running game going forward. Um, what about Brandon Ayuk? A- like, because... It, you have very obviously Debo is,
1: is doing uh, doing great, but he's gone now. And And we saw that before Jimmy G went out, we had Brock or Jimmy G was kind of spreading the ball around quite a bit. You know, you couldn't really trust this offense week to week for fantasy football purposes because you didn't know who was going to eat. Um, Jimmy G's out. You got Brock Purdy in there. And now Debo's gone. Like, Do we trust Brock Purdy enough to be able to spot start Brandon Ayuk without Debo on the
0: field? I would say so. I mean, the the targets in that offense are going to open up so much without Debo, and Debo's role is, you know, he's kind of a gadget type of guy, so they're going to have to open up the playbook a little more, and that might include getting Ayuk the ball a little more and even George Kittle. Uh, I think George Kittle had the most targets last week in a few games now. Uh, I mean, he was pretty relied on for, uh, for Brock Purdy. So I like Kittle, and I like Ayuk going forward. Okay. I do agree with you. I think CMC is probably the focal
1: point of this offense moving forward. Uh just I mean he's a very talented person. So, um they're going to need him, right? And this team is injury injury ridden. They're they probably win the award just as much as the Cardinals have for uh injuries. So, um Green Bay Packers wide receiver Romeo Dubs fully expects to play in week 15 versus the Rams. You starting him?
0: no (laughs) okay i mainly wanted to list this because christian watson Uh, i think christian watson takes the biggest downtick with dubs Mm -hmm. coming back yeah i
1: and that's gonna i'm interested to see how this plays out because watson has been very usable over the last couple weeks he has certainly been uh, an electric waiver wire ad that has helped a lot of people win very important games for fantasy hello cat um but Romeo Dobbs coming back it definitely makes this a little bit more interesting because these wide receivers are starting to get healthy, um, hopefully, and that that could certainly impact uh, where the ball goes for Aaron Rodgers. So, um, some really really good news here is tight end Dallas Goddard is designated to return from IR. This is huge. This is really really big. Um, I think Devonte Smith owners are probably slightly saddened by this because Smith has had a huge uptick with the absence of Goddard, but. What he means for this offense and this Eagles organization is huge and the implications for him coming back. Dallas Goddard was somebody who is a favorite target for Jalen Hurts and him coming back, I think, is a great sign for this offense. And uh, and if you've held on to Goddard throughout this injury, you got to be pretty excited to have him back because he is one of those those upper echelon tight ends.
0: Yeah, I kind of think even with Goddard coming back this week, if he does come back this week, they're going to ease him in because this offense is so fucking good, even without him. So they Mm -hmm. don't really need him per se. Um, So I I would be kind of hesitant to fire him up because I I could see him on a a snap count count. to start. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, but I mean, if like playoff implications, like if you can, if you can come back for your playoffs, you're pretty happy about that. Yeah, I'd be interested to see as this week progresses, because there is a chance he would, even if he does play, I would, I could see that being on a snap count. Last piece of news here. This is huge. This is breaking news. Very important information. Zach Wilson will be moved up in the depth chart for the Jets. He is now quarterback two instead of three. So uh, according to coach uh, Robert Salah, Zach Wilson's he's moving up in the world, baby. He's he's you must start him this week is that how you're looking at zach wilson
0: he's still got that dog in him oh baby. man <laughs> no
1: i hate zach wilson
0: yeah I yeah do. let's uh, let's be honest he probably won't be on the roster uh next september you
1: think he'll get cut? you think
0: that it's gonna go that far either cut or traded
1: really because
0: because he's not, look, good. He's not good and mike white has clearly taken the lead like mike white is the guy yeah um the way to avoid a quarterback controversy is getting rid of one of the guys, because you know, all the conversation in the off season is going to be is Can Zach, Wilson, Zach Wilson. Yeah. Yeah. Is, we're going to be going back and forth all off season between mm-hmm. these guys. Zach Wilson, he looks good in practice. He looks great. He's improved his body. We're going to be hearing this and that. Yeah. But I, I truly think they don't want to start or mess with any of that drama and they get rid of him. I, I wouldn't.
1: I mean, yeah. And I think that he's done. I, I think uh, his career is, you know, maybe a backup quarterback somewhere, but I, I, he, he hasn't played good. He has not played good, and I'm ready for uh, the future for this Jets organization. I think they are, too. Um, so that's the last piece of news we got here. Before we get into our starts and sits, I do just want to let everybody know football will be played on Saturday this week as well as Sunday. So if you did not know that, go check your lineups and make sure that all of your starting players for Saturday are not in your flex position. Make sure they're in a starting wide receiver and or running back role. Don't put them in the flex because who knows what might happen. The games that are played this Saturday include the Colts versus the Vikings, the Ravens versus the Browns, and the Dolphins versus the Bills. So if you hear any of those teams and you have players on those teams, you need to go make sure that your lineup is set correctly because they will be playing on Saturday. There's also games on Sunday. And now... I got to warm up my vocal cords because I lost a bet.
0: Yeah, Uh, let's hear those vocals, (laughs) baby.
1: So now we're going to move on to our starts of the week.
0: Let's get Get it started. (laughs) Wow.
1: There you go. You you know what? I'm a man of my word. I lost a bet for those that are are listening uh, and did not listen to last week's episode. Najee Harris, he screwed me over. The over-under was 12 points and he got a last minute touchdown you son of a bitch um
0: i took the under on that and he barely hit it he shout out to Najee. Damn. i know so he's a big of- listener to our podcast <laughs> so shout that. out to him for fucking over slaps yeah thank you for that um you know what i'll go i think you started uh last week
1: first for the starts of the week so if you'd like i can kick it off and then you can follow suit if you'd like yes sir all right my first start of the week here is I'm you know what I'm gonna call him Sir, Michael White. He's the man. He's the man. We just talked about him a minute ago. Uh, Mike White. He left the game twice last week and came back both times. And then he did you see those hits? Yeah. Oh my god! Like I thought he just got the wind knocked out of him. It was cold in Buffalo. It was snowing. He took a, it was a nasty hit that he took. um, He took like
0: two WWE level spears right to the fucking midsection.
1: Yeah, it looked so painful. Um, He ended up going to the hospital after the game and he was cleared to fly home with the team. I think at this, at this juncture, Yeti, Mike White's a certified dog. Like for real, this man, after he took two hits, he went to the medical tent. He came back out. He played. That's a dog. That is a certified dog. So uh, White says that he's good to go. Obviously players want to play, but coach Salah is optimistic that he will play. Uh, Currently he's getting some limited snap counts. So I I think this is a good sign for those that own white. Um, And I, I, he's my start of the week, you know, fantasy managers should be licking their chops at this matchup they're facing. It's the jets versus the lions Yeti, I don't know if you know this, but the lions Are actually leading the league in giving up points to quarterbacks. So for those, there's a couple questions on Twitter. Should I start Mike White or this person? Should I start Mike White or this person? I've seen it already, right? And they're asking us. And so this is me telling you, Mike White is the safest play. Like I I think he's a lock. You know, this this offense looks way better with him. He's throwing the ball a lot more. He's slinging it around. And the Lions' defense is terrible. So Mike White, uh, Mike White is definitely a start of the week for me.
0: And not only is Mike White a good start this week, but I think rest of the season he is definitely worth the roster. And I know we'll probably talk about him again next week, but don't—I would not cut bait with Mike White after this week. Mm-hmm. If you're looking to add people on waiver wire, hold on to him, please. Yeah, 100%. Don't let this dog go. Yeah, don't. This is certified dog. Don't let him go. <laughs> From one dog to another, let's ride. <laughs> let's
1: ride, man. What do you got? Eddie? first start of the
0: week first start of the week for me is isaiah pacheco mm. so, yes this is very interesting because mckinnon actually outperformed pacheco last week okay. uh, but pacheco continues to see more carries than mckinnon out of the backfield now i know our our resident chiefs experts have really nailed this backfield <laughs> uh, mckinnon he's going to be the go-to back when games are close uh, they, I feel like Andy Reid trusts McKinnon more in certain situations, such as last week versus Denver, where McKinnon was getting a lot of the pass work because it, it was a close game at one point. Yeah. Uh, whereas Pacheco, he's going to be relied on when they have the lead. Uh, I think it's worth noting too, that Pacheco has put up back to back weeks in the, in the top 20. So he's an RB two as it stands. But, mm-hmm. uh, And he gets a much better game script this week versus Houston, Kansas City are currently 14 point favorites. So they're going to be they are expected to have the lead for most of the game as they should. Um, And Houston also gives up the most rushing yards per game and the most fantasy points or any bikes on the year. So I like Pacheco. Fire him up. If you have McKinnon, I think you can also fire up McKinnon. Okay. That
1: was going to be my question is because you mentioned the Houston Texans and how awful they are against the running back position. We've seen somewhat of a split backfield, right? You know, McKinnon was on the field for 57% of snaps last week and uh, Pacheco for 43 So So you're, you're borderline close there, right? Um, but Pacheco's getting more of the actual handoff running back th- work and McKinnon has seen most of his efficiency through the air so you do feel
0: comfortable starting both of them if you own them yeah yeah I definitely do um you know the NFL is a copycat league and what do teams do against Houston they They run the fucking ball yeah and I think this is a great time to do so especially late in the season when you're trying to keep your your main guys healthy and you're just trying to hold on to leads and you're just trying to win games because you're basically working on seeding at this point right Mm -hmm. so I, I expect them to run the ball heavily, and I expect both guys to be involved. Okay,
1: okay, I like that, and I I'm glad you brought up McKinnon because he was he was definitely a question. I think a lot of people are looking for some some guidance on. So uh, my next start of the week here is Donovan Peoples Jones. So DPJ, he had an explosive performance last week. He went eight for twelve for 114 yards, and I think we're starting to see you know a, a possibility of what the future could look like with Deshaun Watson controlling this offense. So he he's still a little rusty. I'm not going to say that Deshaun Watson is is back to form and looking 100% but uh the wide receivers get a favorable matchup against this Ravens defense that is allowing 36 points to wide receivers which puts them um Top 10 worst defenses against wide receivers. So a very favorable matchup for these wide receivers. And then I think to compound on this, Amari Cooper was listed as a non participant uh yesterday in practice. They didn't actually practice. Um, but if they did practice, he, you know, they came out and said he would be a non participant. So uh he had a hip injury that he picked up uh last week against the Bengals. So I think that kind of aids Donovan Peoples Jones in a lot of ways. And I'm interested to see how this offense evolves with Deshaun Watson there as he gets more comfortable. I think we're seeing it. I, and I, I don't think we're there yet. A hundred percent, right. His first game was against the Texans and he didn't look great. If you watch the game against the Bengals, hes you know, he, you saw some flashes of like, Oh, this is, this is the old Deshaun Watson that we could see here. Um, and I think that as he gets more comfortable in this offense and he gets more back to his form. Granted, he hasn't played football in two years. So I think as he gets back to that, uh, we're going to continue to see a lot of production out of this offense. And and I like Donovan Peoples-Jones this week. I think it's a great matchup. And I think they're going to have to throw the ball a little bit. And given Cooper's injury and how DPJ has started to see, click a little bit with Watts, and I expect that to continue to, to go upwards. So um, I love him as a play this week. And if, if you're on the cusp of playing him or not, I definitely would put him in your starting lineup.
0: Yeah, and I think it's worth mentioning too, in their first matchup, uh, I think they played what, week seven, week eight, Uh, DPJ, he put up, or he had six catches for 71 yards. Uh, Mm -hmm. So he has proven that he can win his matchup there versus the Ravens. Um, So I I agree with everything you said. I think this offense is going to start rolling a little bit, Mm -hmm. um, and they are going to have to throw the ball against this uh, pass funnel defense. So great pick. Great pick. Thank you. Uh, I'm going to play somebody from this game as well. All right. Load it up. Mr. J.K. Dobbins. Yes. J.K. is back, I think. Question mark? (laughs) Question mark. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But he made his return last week uh, to the starting lineup versus Pittsburgh, seeing all the carries, or majority of the carries, I should say. And he dominated the short yardage and the goal line carries for Baltimore. Uh, He finished last week as a top 10 running back, so shout out to J.K. for that. Um, And the Ravens are going to rely heavily on Dobbins this week as they are likely down to their third-string quarterback. And uh, to make things better for J.K., uh, they have a friendly matchup on the ground versus Cleveland. Uh, This Cleveland defense has given up 128 rushing yards per game and they also give up the fourth most rushing touchdowns with 17 on the season. So I like J.K. a lot. And to uh, to add on a little more to J.K., he uh, hyped himself up earlier today in an interview. He said, hopefully those 100-yard games will turn into 200-yard games, and I'm just going to keep on getting healthier. So i you know, you're, you're going see 200 yards. yards? <laughs> let's, let's ride the high, you know. No, let's, I, uh, I, I I'm like
1: comfortable. This. With I like this, this one. week. I think this is good. Um I, I'm interested to see how this progresses, you know, because this the whole team is really another injury ridden team. You know, Lamar Jackson went out. Tyler Huntley went out. Uh, And I think that with them being on their third string quarterback, this they're going to have to rely on the run game. So it's great that he's back. He did look great last week. And I think I will continue to ride this train as well. So uh, let's ride, baby. Let's ride.
0: One thing I, I want to know is have you seen the video of him going around uh, last week where he just his knee doesn't look like it's like bending properly at all? No, you haven't? No, oh, have man. not No, I mean, you should you should look it up because it's kind of like, oh, shit. Like maybe he isn't fully healthy, but he I mean, he's still got the speed and he's still making people miss. He's so doing it. He's doing he's, it. He's still doing it, man. All right.
1: Uh Last start of the week for me is Mr. Michael Pittman. So for those that own Michael Pittman, you know I was I was looking at this. I was looking at some stats before the show started, pulling up some information here. Michael Pittman is a top twenty four wide receiver for fantasy football.
0: Doesn't I, feel like it, it
1: doesn't it doesn't feel like it. This Michael Pittman feels like Scary Terry last year because Scary Terry finished top twenty four. And if you owned Scary Terry in fantasy football last year, you did not feel like he was a top twenty four receiver. You didn't because there were weeks where he was duds and there was week where it was booms and that's kind of the same story that we're seeing with michael pittman um i think he's wide receiver 22 at the moment right now so while pittman has been non-existent or was non-existent the colts blow out last week against the cowboys i I expect this game to be much different for him the the colts are playing the vikings defense which is the second worst defense in the league when it comes to points to wide receivers with the Lions being number one. So I expect his team to find success through the air. Uh, and I think Michael Pittman is going to be a huge beneficiary of that. We have seen what Michael Pittman is. He's kind of back to usable fantasy performance with Matt Ryan under the helm. And, and I think that I would I would comfortably play him this week given this matchup. So he's my last start of the week.
0: Yes. Yeah. I love Pittman. Uh he was a guy that I was gonna listen to my starts as well because I i have the self rule now that I am starting any wide receiver against Minnesota because yep. they are god awful. Yeah.
1: So whenever you see Minnesota
0: on the schedule, Load plug in up. the wide receiver. Don't even Load question it. Just do it. Yep. Um I'm also going to the wide receiver room here for a uh my last start of the week and All Chris right. Olave. Uh, I know Chris Olave's is kind of, uh, you know, he's been lackluster the past couple weeks or the, mm-hmm. the, the two games leading into their bye week. Uh, he finished as a wide receiver 40 versus San Fran and then versus Tampa Bay. So not great, but, but things get but. much better for Olave this week against Atlanta. Uh, Olave is a leading receiver for the Saints, and I expect him to dominate again uh, against a defense that is allowing the six most most passing yards per game with 251. Um, I like Olave and the Saints to win this game and I think Olave is going to play a huge factor in that part or in, in that win. So I'm comfortable playing Olave.
1: Okay. Um Is Michael Thomas done? Like, is this, you know, this is like the third year. You know, he didn't play last two years. He comes back. He's out again for the rest of the year. Like, if you own Michael Thomas in a dynasty format, you're probably not going to drop him, but you're probably thinking about it. Like, is that fair to say?
0: Yeah, I I think so, man. Something's got to change for Michael Mm -hmm. Thomas because I don't think he can be an every down wide receiver anymore, which sucks to say because when he's healthy, he's explosive and he's fun to watch. But yeah. He can't stay on the field. And I, I think they are going to have to figure something out in the offseason. Um, I don't know what that looks like, but I, I don't want Michael Thomas. Well, they're in cap Michael space Thomas. hell, too. The Saints yeah. are
1: they're, they're not in a, a favorable situation for uh, for a rebuild right now because their their cap space is so terrible. So I'm interested to see what they do. I probably wouldn't drop Thomas. Maybe try and sell him if you can in a dynasty format and see if you can get anything for him. But um, tough to see because he, you know, when he's on the field, he certainly – Usable,
0: but his the problem is getting him on the field. So, um, and I, I just want to quickly touch on another wide receiver in this game, sure. uh, Drake London. So this is going to be our first week we see Desmond yeah. Ritter at the helm for the Falcons. Let's go. Uh, they they had a bye week last week and they announced that Ritter was going to start uh, against the Saints this week. Uh, Mariota is on the IR with the knee injury, so Ritter's got the helm or he's got a pretty yep. long leash, I would say. Um with him at the helm i know we've been praying for this all season because we know Mariota's garbage yeah. but do you expect drake london to perform this week or do you like him rest of the season or what do you think i'm afraid about, i'm yeah, afraid
1: of drake london for the rest of the season i, I don't want to write him off but we don't know what desmond ritter looks like and that's that is something that i think every you know we've talked about it on the show before Desmond Ritter, I'm so happy that they're putting him in because for my own selfish reasons, but also for like the future of this franchise, you, you drafted this quarterback, you haven't used him and Marcus Mariota, you know, there's concerns, right? Because you've got Marcus Mariota starting, which tells us as as just spectators of the sport, Desmond Ritter's probably not ready. Like if, if you're starting Marcus Mariota, we've seen what Marcus Mariota is. I watched that man throw a ball vertically, straight up in the air, right? When he was about to hit the ground. And I'm like, you're still starting this guy over Desmond Ritter. So there were some concerns, and I'm like, why would you not start your rookie? Your season is over. But then you look at it from from a, a, an analytical perspective, and and you see, oh, they're still in contention because this division is so terrible, which is just mind-boggling that that, that they're in that that position that they're in, but that's where they're at, right? So I kind of understood it. I'm excited to see Desmond Ritter. I want to see what he can do. And I think if you're a Falcons fan, that's that's a mentality that you should have. For fantasy purposes, I'm scared. I'm not going to lie, especially with the departure of Kyle Pitts going on IR and being done for the year. That gives him one less very important weapon on this offense. And we know the Falcons like to run the ball a lot. So I, I'd i like to see how Ritter does before you spot start Drake London. I would be sitting him, to be honest with you. That That's the, that's the camp that I am in is I'm going to sit him and I want to see how Ritter looks before I, I risk starting him. Because you could get pretty mediocre play like we already have from him at times. And I, I don't know with the rookie coming in there. It's his first NFL start. Nobody's expecting greatness out of him. So let's see how it progresses before you, you just throw London in that starting role.
0: Yeah, I, I agree from a fantasy perspective and it, it doesn't get a whole lot better for, for the Falcons, the wide receiver room or Desmond Ritter. Um, mm-hmm. After this week, they play the Ravens, which that's a little better for him, but sure. then they play the Cardinals who have a good secondary and they shut down wide receivers. So, yeah, it, it's going to be tricky uh, maneuvering through this backfield, and I, I think you can probably bench London. Um, yeah. But I'm excited. I'm very excited to to watch the situation unfold for the Falcons because I feel like they are in a win-win situation now. Because if they win games, they're going to win the division, and which is have Ritter, and they can be like, "Oh, Ritters are a guy. They're going to be excited." But if yep. they lose. That just increases their draft. draft yep. They're so they're they drafting. they're in a great situation right now, and I'm glad that they finally pulled the trigger.
1: Yeah, and you know i've I've seen some early comments from a lot of people about their draft position and stuff like that, and um, they're like they're going to move on from Ritter, and I'm like, are they? Like, th- there's a chance they could, depending upon where they are on the draft, but like. They also need a lot of defensive help you know so like they could swing for a defensive pick instead of that so i'm interested to see how this plays out we'll see um i'm excited for Ritter to start though and i'm not telling you to go grab him up off of waivers but i own him in a dynasty league and i'm very excited for the, the possibility of what if and i think those in dynasty formats should should share that same sentiment because marcus mariota ironically enough has been pretty usable for fantasy football at one point in time he was a top 10 quarterback but it's gotten to the point now where you know he's hurt and, uh, and let's move on to the future. So I'm, I'm excited for it. So, uh, let's move on. Let's move on to our sits of the week. Hey, Yo boss, what's going on? Sit down and shut up.
0: Ah, oh, shut up and sit down. Oh, shut up and sit down.
1: Are you going to shut up and sit down? Shut, shut down. up and sit down.
0: Sit down Shut the fuck up. Sit down and shut
1: up. I will go ahead and kick us off just like I did for the starts. So my first sit of the week, I think, I, I think some people are going to be a little upset about this. So, um, I, I just want to preface by saying this. My first sit of the week is Amon Ross, St. Brown spicy so it this is yeah this is a little bit of a hot take i don't have a hot take dropper scotty has that so um he's been incredible he's been such a great wide receiver when he is on the field he, he those that took him and and kind of i don't want to say it was a risk because he did have a little bit of a breakout uh last year coming into this year but it definitely was a question mark as far as expectations and what what he was going to do for fantasy football he's been great he's been wonderful but he's going up against a jets defense that is absolutely shutting down the wide receivers. They're third in the league. And I I don't expect Amon Ross St. Brown to get over 11 points in this one. I think that he is going to be a focal point Ooh. for this Jets defense. And I think that they are going to shut him down. So I, if I own Amon Ross St. Brown, I'd probably be looking at a, a different, which is tough, right? Because he's been almost matchup proof, but there are times where he has not gotten over 10 points. So yeah. I, I'm going to sit him. I'm
0: sitting him this week. Are we playing the over under game here? I'll play it for somebody else. I don't want to play for Ammon Rossing Brown. Damn. Okay, that is that's a spicy take. Um, I'm in the camp of you know you draft these guys and you play your studs. Yep. Even with a tough matchup, you know, like he's gonna get hyper targeted. I know. I know. (sighs) He's nine over the last uh, since week eight.
1: He's averaging roughly nine to ten targets a game. So,
0: which is great. That
1: volume, man. I know. I know, but I I think the Jets' defense is the real deal, and you look at the other matchups, and I the Jets have a very good defense, and I just see them shutting him down, and and so I'm there's a hot take, I understand that I'm sitting on Monroe this week. I think he All finishes right, man. outside of top twelve wide receivers this week, so which yeah. is still startable, right? That's a wide receiver yeah, that. too, um, but I I think that there's a very good chance that he is he does not perform very
0: well oh man all right well um this one's not going to be as spicy maybe a little like we're going from like ghost pepper to like jalapeno level here maybe not even hot um but i'm starting uh or sitting rather uh michael carter or zonovan knight uh in that same game so bam bam knight whatever the fuck we're calling them i I don't even
1: know where that came from because like where'd you get bam
0: from It was probably a college name. I don't know. I would assume so. Maybe he's just a legend in in the locker room and hearing that nickname. Yeah, he's got, he's carrying a big stick (laughs) and they're like. He's got that Bam. Yeah, Bam. (laughs) (laughs) Anywho, Bam has been on quite the tear lately. Uh, He's finished as a top 15 running back in back-to-back weeks versus Minnesota and Buffalo. Uh, And this largely came at the expense of Michael Carter missing time, who appears to be on track to play this week. Now, this hurts Bam Bam, as does Ty Johnson's sudden emergence into the backfield, which is making this backfield a three-man rotation, which is just disgusting. Yeah. Um, and usually, we do fire up everybody against Detroit. But, you know, as you guys noted on Monday slash Tuesday's episode... Uh, Detroit has only allowed 58 rushing yards per game the past five weeks. Uh, they shut down uh, Dalvin Del- Cook, ETN, Singletary, Barkley, and the Chicago backfield. So I am looking for other options if I own Michael Carter or Zonovan Knight this week.
1: Are you surprised, and I'm just genuinely curious as, as far as James Robinson, are you surprised that he's not being utilized? Like, did you expect him to be more of a
0: focal point in this offense with Brees Hall going down and them trading for him? See, James Robinson is such a weird case because, you know, he's coming off a a pretty severe injury or surgery uh, last season, and he starts the season looking great. You know, I think he was a top 15 back, you know, for the first three or four weeks. I might have that backwards, Um, but he looked Good. And mm-hmm. then he's suddenly fallen off a cliff. You know, ETN took over the backfield for Jacksonville and now he can't even get on the field for the jets. So I'm wondering if something's just not right with him. Yeah. Uh, like physically. Um, Cause it, it is a bit of a surprise to see him fall off the way he has.
1: I would agree. He was somebody that I was actually really excited about when he went to the jets with, with Brees going down um, and the, the archetype of the player that he is. I was pretty excited for him to, go there he i figured he get used early and often and kind of be a, a, a pseudo breeze hall because we've seen his explosiveness with the jaguars so yeah something's going on there i don't know if it's uh personnel and him or maybe it is his injury i'm not sure but it, i was i was a little disheartened to see that it, he's not really being utilized like we thought he would so um my next hit of the week here is hollywood brown uh and and i think that this is kind of to be expected um there's a lot to unpack here that we we covered some of this already. Obviously, Kyler Murray is no longer in the picture, and I think that changes the landscape for this entire wide receiver room uh, for the rest of the year, really. Uh, Colt McCoy is not bad. I, I, I don't think, you know, if you have a backup quarterback, obviously that sucks, but I think Colt McCoy is not a terrible backup, but he is definitely not a Kyler Murray, um, and he has his favorite go-to guys. If you saw, if it was any indication, if you watched the rest of the game, which I'm sure pro- a lot of you probably didn't, but me as a Cardinals fan, I'm still going to try and, and watch it. Um, he had his go-to guy, and that was DeAndre Hopkins. So I I expect that to be the case again. DeAndre Hopkins is a, a focal point for the Cardinals' offense, and he is an extremely talented wide receiver. I just don't see Hollywood getting as involved uh because they're also going up against the Broncos defense and the Broncos defense as we know you know their offense is subpar at best but they're they have a no-joke defense like the, the Broncos defense is very very good I expect them to shut down most of this offense to be completely honest especially with Kyler Murray gone and I would I would try and pivot away from Hollywood Brown this week if if you have the opportunity to do so
0: yeah are you so I know D hop he's a wide receiver one and he's hard to bench. But are you kind of tempering your expectations on him this week as well? And going forward? Yeah, probably.
1: I think, you know, like I mentioned, this Broncos defense is going to be looking to exploit every opportunity that they have without Kyler Murray in the picture. Um, Colt McCoy, he had a couple scrambles this last week, but he's not he's he doesn't keep the play alive like Kyler Murray does. You know, there's very few quarterbacks in the NFL that are able to do that. And I think that's part of it. So Um, I would temper my expectations with really this entire offense. It it gets a a downgrade Um, and I think they become, they enter more of that conversation of a matchup dependent type caliber of defense so the Broncos are not a matchup that is favorable for this team and uh, I I do temper expectations. I I still think if I owned Hopkins, I may start him just given the level of talent that he is and, and how he will be a focal point to try and get the ball in their playmakers hands, but I just don't see that happening with Hollywood Brown. And I think that's part of the problem. So um, is Kyler Murray not being around and being able to stretch the plays alive and and kind of look around and and do that scrambling ask. Let me just get it into the open hands of a wide receiver type type play. So, um, yeah, it's a tough blow as a Cardinals fan. Like we talked about a little bit earlier, very shitty to see. And it's very frustrating. And um, but I I would be benching Hollywood. And, uh, and these, these players now become a much more matchup dependent for me.
0: Yep. Yep. And another person in this matchup that we should really temper our expectations on is Jerry Judy. Um, he, Jerry Judy is my second sit of the week and many people are going to be considering Judy as a play this week after finishing as a top wide receiver, uh, versus the chiefs last week. You know, he had a, he had a pretty damn good game, uh, with, uh, three touchdowns that really saved him or elevated his performance. Um, now his his performance was against a very shitty defense. I'm sorry, Chiefs fans. I'm sorry, Matt, sorry, (laughs) Allen, Uh, him. but the Chiefs secondary is bad. And this is, this is the only time I am allowed to roast the chiefs because (laughs) the Raiders are, yeah, whatever. Um, so they, Judy went up against a bad secondary, uh, Corlin Sutton was gone and russ was healthy at the time well bad news for judy is sutton is expected back this week and russ is most likely out with the concussion leaving brett uh ripian ripian something like that uh, as a starting quarterback uh, and to make matters worse denver goes up against a cardinal secondary that has given up the third fewest yards to wide receivers with 121 yards per game so I am not excited about Judy's performance last week, and I'm keeping him on the bench if I have him.
1: Does it change? You know, you mentioned Russell Wilson. We saw what um, what happened to him. He got concussed. It was a nasty hit. He had like an egg-sized welt on his forehead. He's yeah, probably that not going to play this week but let's just let's talk hypotheticals for a moment um if russell wilson plays this week does that sway anything for jerry judy or are you still
0: looking for other options no i'm still looking for other options because let's look at judy's performances on the season so far he hasn't done much and now we expect corlin sutton to come back which Sutton isn't great by any means but he eats into that target share a little that judy saw last week so i am not excited about any wide receivers in the broncos room
1: okay i like that you know i and i was i was talking to a family member of mine and and they were asking me about jerry judy this week and i said hey we're going to be talking about him today so so tune in um and for those that are Get tuning plug. in live yeah uh <laughs> Appreciate you guys tuning in. We will answer your questions at the end of the episode. So if you guys have any, shoot them on over and we'll tackle those. Uh, we're getting closer to the end of the episode. So I appreciate you guys holding on and appreciate your questions and we will tackle them momentarily. Uh, my last set of the week here is Justin Fields. So, I, you know, I know that we have uh, some people picked him up and, and are, are probably this is going to be some upsetting news to the brainiacs. But I, I would 100 percent be sitting fields this week. Um, he's been electric for the second half this year with the Bears. They The Bears just found out. Uh, a couple weeks ago that Justin Fields actually can run the ball. It's completely absurd that it took him this long to figure this out, but uh, he can run and he can run really, really well. But what Fields is not good at is throwing the ball. And we've seen that time and time again. I think, you know, he's starting to get a little bit more comfortable doing that, but um, it's not, it's not anywhere like a, like a Josh Allen or a Patrick Mahomes or a Justin Herbert-esque level. Right? So he's going up against the Eagles and this, this Eagles defense is, Is the best in the league against quarterbacks plain and simple um they're the number two against the quarterbacks and realistically they should be the number one against the quarterbacks the only reason that they're not is because the texans are number one against the quarterbacks and that's solely because all anybody ever does is run the ball in the texans so the quarterbacks aren't needed realistically this is the best defense against quarterbacks and i see them shutting justin fields down like this is an elite very good defense the texans is not But this one is the eagles are and and i just think this is going to be a very subpar game for justin fields i think you know the eagles are well coached and they're going to be looking at shutting him down and taking away the scramble and forcing him to throw the ball and he's not a good pocket passer like he's you know hopefully you see some of that develop for all you bears fans out there i'm not i'm really not trying to dog on him but um i would be making a pivot against justin fields this week and and i just don't think this matchup is there for him so i'm not saying drop him but i'm saying you need to probably look at some other options here so he's my last start of the week or sit of the week excuse me
0: yeah you know mike white i
1: would probably my, start mike it, yes. white
0: over justin fields this week
1: well there was been people that ask us on twitter and they're like hey should i start mike white or justin fields this week and i was like this is kind of this is interesting it's mike white like mike white is the person they're like well justin fields has been doing great and i'm like yeah that, that's great and i i understand that i really do but we have to look at matchups a little bit here Look at the matchup that Justin Fields is going into; it's not great. And mm-hmm. Mike White has the best matchup you can ask for out of any quarterback this week. So if you're like in between the fence on him, it's Mike White for me very easily. Uh, Justin Fields, I I would be very afraid to
0: play him this week. Yep, I like that pick. Slaps. Like Thank that you. pick. My uh, last sit of the week is going to be another split backfield. Uh, I am sitting. DeAndre Swift and Jamal Williams if I have them on my team or one of them on my team. Okay. Um, so all of social media really hyped up DeAndre Swift last week as RB1 for yeah. the rest of the season for whatever reason. We decided to go down that a- avenue. I guess not us, <laughs> but not yeah. <laughs> people on social media were pushing for DeAndre Swift to be an RB1 rest of the season. Did we all of a sudden forget that Jamal Swift is leading the league in rushing touchdowns? He Jamal leads Williams. yes, Jamal Williams. What did I say? You said Jamal Swift. You were just putting it together. <laughs> hey, if you combine both of them, you'd get a damn you, good run. You runner. get a <laughs>
1: real RB one there.
0: Yeah. But Jamal Williams leads the league in touchdowns and he's leading the team in carries. Did yeah. we forget about that? Um also Justin Jackson what the fuck, man where'd he come uh, yeah where is he coming from because last week he uh he was the third down back and he's earning more time near the goal line as well which <laughs> further complicates this backfield yeah what the fuck, man um i think this backfield is a complete toss-up on a week-to-week basis and you can't really trust any of these options going forward uh combine that with the fact that they go up against a jets defense that is pretty i mean they're not extremely elite against the run, but they only allow 86 yards per game on the ground. So they're, they're pretty good. Um, so with that being said, I'm uh, sitting both of these guys if I have them. Does Jared Goff... Like, is Jared Goff a play for you this week? I'm curious
1: because this is a, a very good defense, but Jared Goff has been playing some pretty good football. Like, wh- where are you with that? Like, would you rather start Mike White or Jared Goff?
0: Um, I... I'm starting Mike White. Okay. Um, I know Jared Goff has been elite, which is weird to say. It is elite weird for to say. fantasy purposes. Yeah. Uh, there, I'll, I'll temper it there a little there bit. Yep. But the Jets are, they're very, very good uh, against quarterbacks. What I said a crazy stat last week. I can't remember exactly. I think the Jets have only allowed one fantasy quarterback to go over 15 points, and that was Josh Allen.
1: Mm-hmm. And yeah, I don't yeah, think Jared
0: Goff is going to be I, he's not the level of he's, Josh Allen. he's no, he, he's not. So I would play Mike White over Goff, but okay. Goff's emergence this season has been interesting to watch. Yeah, it's, it's kind of been fun because I've never had an issue with Goff, but my God, uh, I think we we're all just saying he's a transitional quarterback, but he's having quite the reser- he, resurgence. Yeah.
1: Last year, he didn't look great obviously with the Rams, they traded him away and he was okay. Um, but yeah, he's actually looking not bad this year. So I'm interested to see what the lions do long-term here. Like, you know, do they ride golf a little bit longer or do they look towards the future and try and get a rookie in, in an upcoming draft here? So um interested to see how that plays out, but I do like this sit of the week, but you know, it's a three headed dog or kind of a three headed dog for this, this lions backfield. And I, I don't, no, if I had to, if, if, I'll ask you this question. If you had to start any of these running backs and you were in a running back purgatory, which one would you choose?
0: If I had to and and I was in a PPR format, I'm going swift. okay, Just because of the targets that he sees out of the backfield. And I'm okay. hoping and if, that he can run one in. If, if, if you're not a, in a PPR format. Um, you take Williams for the goal line upside? I, I, yeah i think so just because he's getting majority of the goal line carries mm-hmm. um, yeah that's who i would lean
1: okay that's it for our starts and sits of the week we're gonna go ahead and move on to our questions here so for those who have been oh so patient and sent us in your questions we will uh, we'll begin to tackle those right now here's the mail it never fails it makes me wanna wag my tail when it comes i wanna wail mail! <laughs> I was a little early. I was a little early on that one. You, you
0: pushed it. You pushed it. I did. It. I was so
1: excited. I was like, fuck yeah, let's let's get the let's get blue out here. Uh first question comes from Jackson Beckham. Jackson Beckham is debating between starting Deshaun Watson versus the Ravens or Justin Fields versus the Eagles. Fields has obviously looked so much better than Deshaun Watson, but the Ravens defense is a lot softer than the Eagles defense. What is your guys' thoughts? Which quarterback would you start this week?
0: Well, uh, in our sit segment just a few minutes ago, our slaps covered Justin Fields pretty well. Um, I feel like Justin Fields this week can sit on your bench, um, especially if you have Deshaun Watson, because I think Deshaun Watson's upside this week against the Ravens is pretty high. Yeah. Um, he, I think he's starting to knock off some of the rust that we saw the first week. He looked, He looked better last week, and I expect that to improve. Um, the Browns are going to be throwing the ball a lot, uh, or yes, they're going to be throwing the ball a lot against the Ravens because they have a pass funnel defense. And that Mm -hmm. means more points, more opportunities for Watson. Um, I like Watson's matchup a lot more as well, obviously. So I'm going with Watson. Okay. I'm also going to roll Watson on that one for everything that I
1: just mentioned with fields earlier. Um, there's concern there, some real concern. So give me Watson. Uh, next question comes from George cook or Coke. Hopefully it's cook. Sorry if I butchered that. Uh, he needs a running back and a flex and a half PPR format. His options are Kenneth Walker, Jamal Williams, Mike Evans, Darius Slayton. If T Higgins misses time, then it'd be the same guys. So I'm just choosing which one I should bench. Yeti. What are you thinking? It's kind of a gross list.
0: Yeah. Unfortunately. Sorry. Yeah. I don't want to break your heart. Well, normally you're, you're playing Kenny Walker, like no brainer. Right. But given his matchup with San Fran, Mm. I think San Fran has given up like less than 50 yards on the ground the last five weeks, which is fucking insane. And Kenneth Walker is coming off a, what an ankle injury that makes him a little risky for me. Um,
1: Gosh. And then you got Darius Slayton who's playing against the Commanders and the Commanders defense is actually pretty
0: legit too. This is Tom Williams. I, I just sat him, you know, for obvious reasons with the, with the split backfield. That's a really tough question. Um, just based off of volume expected, I would probably go Mike Evans. You're going to play Mike Evans. or set said him. Yeah. I, well, okay. I'm, playing Mike Evans I guess I'm sitting Darius Slayton if that's a question
1: sure so you're gonna play Mike Evans which I agree with I think given the talent that is Tom Brady you hope maybe you don't see what happened last week um I would also start Mike Mike Evans I think it would be Jamal Williams for me because the 49ers have a shutdown running defense and and I see that happening with Kenneth Walker um I would probably do Jamal Williams and Mike Evans myself I don't know if you agree with that
0: as starts
1: yeah yeah
0: yep i agree
1: okay uh next question comes from dank out for gordon i wonder if it's gordon ramsey i'm not sure uh, but either way we're danking out for gordon uh his team unfortunately missed the playoffs in his money league but i'm still trying to get some enjoyment out of the rest of my season and win some games in the consolation bracket so i have a question and that is Is it in poor taste to continue putting in waiver claims with the team no longer playing for the championship? What are your thoughts on this, Yeti?
0: First of all, I think your league settings should change a little because I think the consolation bracket should play for something, whether that's the whether that's a first round pick next year if it's just a one-time year thing like it's just a one and done you know at least play for money back or or something there needs Mm -hmm. to be some kind of incentive or else you're just going to have people go dormant and they're not going to do anything yep but to answer your question i think it's in complete great taste to continue playing because that's what fantasy football is like you are trying to outsmart people and you're still trying to win games, even though you're in the consolation bracket. And if you go dormant, then that gives other guys an opportunity to get guys they normally wouldn't get because their waiver claims are too high. You know, they normally wouldn't get a good defense if the guys that are in the consolation bracket aren't playing anymore. So I think you are in great taste and continuing to play and you're doing it the right way.
1: I will tell you, is somebody, you know, I'm a commissioner, of a couple different leagues. Nothing makes me happier than having players that are still playing. Um, oh, I also did just get a notification. Brown's offensive coach uh, hints that Watson will throw deep more often. So cue up your DPJs, baby. Um, going back to the question, though, for Donovan out or dank for Gordon. Dank out for Gordon. Excuse me. Um, I love that, man. I love when people are constantly still playing the waivers in a dynasty format it gets a little bit more interesting because and we we're still working out some of the kinks as far as you don't want people intentionally throwing their games but in a redraft format man I love the I love when people are active even when they are in the the toilet bowl it's good to see and it also you're playing chess right because let's say you're looking down the line and you're like well screw it I'm gonna grab this best defense for rest of season because I might be able to take it away from one of those guys who's competing up in the top, and that could make all the difference, and that could skew things. So you still play a pivotal role for the overall league, and and I, I like the fact that uh, that you're still trying to do it and make the toilet bowl worth something at the end, like you mentioned, Yeti. Whether that be we do something where who I think it's I think it's in the toilet bowl. Whoever wins the toilet bowl gets to pick, not. They, they can pick wherever they want to draft that next mm-hmm. year for, so like we run a snake redraft format. They might look and say, I want the six overall pick or the first overall pick or whatever the case is. So it gives that, that, that toilet bowl a little bit more incentive to continue to try and push for excellence. So I love the question. And I, I think that you should continue to do that. So next question comes from Jonathan Jones. Mr. Jonathan Jones has asked us quite a few questions. So um, we'll start out with this one. He asked uh, Travis Etienne Kenneth Walker, Dante Foreman and Elijah Moore. Needs us to start two of them. Yeti, what are you what are you doing? I I think I know who I'm going to do here I, and I can kick this off if you if you'd like me to, but um that's up yeah, to
0: you. Yeah, lead it off. I'm
1: going to take Dante Foreman here. Dante Foreman is is one of the starts this week for me. Uh surprisingly, they they beat the Seahawks last week and you know what? Dante Foreman was the the focal point for the run game for them. Obviously, I don't think he he finished as the Uh, RB1 on that team, but he had 21 carries last week for 74 yards. Didn't see the end zone. He was on the field for 47% of the snaps, and they get Pittsburgh this week. So Steelers, they're they're all right for the run. They're an all right defense, but the Panthers are going to be running the ball. That is what they are going to do, and Deontay Foreman is the person I believe to own in that backfield, so I'm going to start Foreman as one. I don't like Walker. We talked about him. Um, I think for me, Yeti, it's probably Elijah Moore. I think that's who I'm going to roll with um, in the hopes that, you know, we we talked about this. Mike White's a start of the week. Why is he a start of the week? Because he's going to be throwing the ball a lot. These Jets wide receivers get a huge bump without uh, Zach Wilson back there. And I see them having a lot of fantasy football relevance. So understand that Elijah Moore, you could his ceiling has not been wonderful, but um i think this matchup is completely there for him as far as usability for fantasy football etn and and kenneth walker both do not have great matchups so i think i'm personally would take elijah Moore and deonta foreman which is weird because both etn and walker have been like middle of the year like breakout candidates that have killed it but i think i would pivot away from him given the matchups
0: yeah see foreman i played him in uh draft uh last week I this isn't legal advice or gambling <laughs> advice, by the way. Um, but Foreman kind of fucked me over because um, Blackshear, who's a yeah. rookie running back, kind of came in and took snaps from him, mm-hmm. as did Chuba Hubbard. So I was kind of you know thrown off by that. But you know Foreman did see a majority of the carries, and he has a decent matchup this week. Yeah. Um, Etn they go up against the Cowboys. He can't run the ball. Uh, it's gross. I don't know, man. I don't really feel good about any of these running backs, to be honest. So, I think if I had to play one, one running back, it'd be ETN. Okay. Um, because I am locking in Elijah Moore, um, and I brought some fun little stats. Bring them to the table. Bring them. So, slot wide receivers versus Detroit the last four weeks. KJ Osborne. He had five catches, 38 yards, and one touchdown. Christian Kirk, six catches, 104 yards. Isaiah McKenzie, six catches, 96 yards, one touchdown. Oh, and Juan Dale Robinson, nine catches, 100 receiving yards. Uh, Elijah Moore, I bring these stats to the table because Corey Davis, who was their slot wide receiver, is out this week. Not confirmed, but he's in concussion yeah, he's, vertical, I, I think he's questionable right and now. And he's probably not gonna play. So Elijah Moore took over these snaps in the slot uh when Corey Davis missed time last week. Mm-hmm. So I like Elijah Moore a lot if Corey okay. Davis is out. So I'm flexing Elijah and going to
1: Elijah.
0: ETN. That was your free sing of the week. Oh, thanks, man. Yeah. Uh
1: okay. Well, then we will move on to Caden Luke asks us. He needs to start too. Christian Kirk, Watson. I'm assuming that's Christian Watson, Brandon Iuke, and Michael Pittman. That was a cool picture there, Caden Luke. Appreciate the question. Thank you.
0: Go ahead, Yeti. I'm going to play Pittman for sure. Yep, yep, uh yep. earlier in our episode you started Pittman for yep. obvious reasons. You know, Minnesota's secondary is god awful. Mm-hmm. Um and you fire up any wide receiver that you can. So yep. Pittman is a lock. Um and then I think I think I'm going to go with Christian Kirk. That's who I was going to probably go with too. Yeah, I Christian Watson is hard for me to trust because Dubs is coming back this week. Dubs is going to eat into the volume that Watson sees. Well, it's also I, worth
1: noting, like Watson's volume is not like top yeah, it's tiered, not like, by great. Receiver. To start, he's just with, getting you know? touchdowns, which is great. Exactly. Like, I, here's you know what? <sighs> Shit, because the Rams have still have a good defense, and Aaron Donald might be back this week, which definitely gets some pressure on on. Uh... <sighs> It's gotta be Watson or Kirk for me. That's where I'm at. Ayuk, I'd probably bench. I'd like to see Purdy, you know, let's see what this offense looks like without Debo. So it's Christian Watson or Christian Kirk. It's the brother. It's the, the battle of the Christians. Um, <laughs> shit, man. You know what, here's what I'm gonna do. Because you've got Christian Kirk, who's going up against Dallas, and then you got Christian Watson, who's going up against the Rams. Fuck if you okay here's 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 what I'm gonna say Christian Watson has a higher ceiling in my opinion I think that that is how I look at this so if you're if you're looking for a ceiling play I would play Christian Watson if you're looking for a safe play I would play Christian Kirk Michael Pittman's lock for me and that's that's how I'm gonna answer the question Mr. Luke yep I think that's fair okay Jonathan Jones asks Deshaun Watson or Trevor Lawrence
0: Oh, baby, that's spicy. Trevor Lawrence um, gets the Dallas Cowboys. Watson, yeah, as we mentioned. Never mind, gets... that's not as spicy. I was thinking that Trevor Lawrence gets the Lions for some reason. Um, Deshaun Watson, I think yep. that's a no-brainer. I agree. Uh, he also asked Chris Moore or Traylon Burks if he
1: plays. Pass?
0: Is that an option? Can we pass yeah, on questions? Can we, can we pass on that one? Yeah. Um, <laughs> Chris Moore, I mean, he he was interesting last week because uh, Nico Collins missed time and Brandon Cooks missed time. I yeah. haven't seen any injury reports yet on either player. Um, I'm going to go Burks. But I still think I would go Burks because yeah. he is the wide receiver
1: one in that offense. Yeah, I, I'm going to go Burks if he plays. Um, next question comes from Squishy Ducky. He's made it to the playoffs, and he's looking for some streamer options for defense. Is there any defenses that you would recommend? He could play the Chiefs, Jets, and Jags are all options on the table for him at defense for the rest of the season. Chiefs for me, you know, we've talked about the Chiefs defense before for playoff seeding. I think the Chiefs are a great defense to own. They have probably the most favorable. Um, In between that, I mean, I I don't know if you have any opinions on this yet. He is too. I'm in the camp that I like to have multiple options at defense. Um, Chiefs this week at the Texans. Next week, they get the Seahawks, and they get Denver again. So uh, definitely playing the Chiefs this week. That's a no-brainer for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then you, you start to play with it. And, and right we're playing chess right now. So you get the Jets, who have the Lions. Also a great matchup for the Jets, um, kind of. And then you have the Jets get the Jaguars. That week, I, I would feel, I mean, I don't know. It's still gonna be the Chiefs, I think, would be who I would want to own. And I don't. Yeah, know I sure think the good.
0: the Chiefs are gonna be the top stream for every week, probably in the okay. playoffs. Um, if you are looking for other plays, you know, if the Chiefs are gone, I think Denver's defense is actually pretty pretty interesting for this week and next week. Mm-hmm. So they get the Cardinals this week, who go up against Colt McCoy, and then the Rams in Week Sixteen, who will get Baker Mayfield at quarterback
1: mark, um, probably yeah
0: question mark probably <laughs> um other options i actually picked up tennessee in our redraft league because next week they play houston uh, yeah that that matchup's pretty juicy and i'm a titans fan now um so <laughs> i like the titans in week 16 uh week 17 matchups, houston on week 17, like you
1: were probably just about to say. So I would probably stash the Jags and play Jags week 17. Um, Jags don't have a terrible defense right now. They're playing pretty good. Uh, You could probably ride the Chiefs the next two weeks if you really wanted to, but the Chiefs are definitely a start for me this week. Yeah. And and the Lions,
0: that's kind of an interesting stream too. Yeah. Interesting. Um, They they get Carolina next week and then they get the Bears in week 17. So yeah, uh, just keep your eyes on them if they're available. Uh, mm-hmm. but I think that about does it for me. Uh, I mean, there's there's a lot of different a, ways you can play it. Yeah. There's and, a whole and, you lot You Like ways. an
1: injury could change this completely. Like, Oh yeah. It could be a, a big injury like Kyler Murray. And that changes a lot for a lot of, a lot of streaming defenses. So um, play it week to week, obviously keep your stashes if, if you have the room on your bench to do so. But that's, that's our advice. Um, I'm going to try and pronounce this. Uh, Ghassan Ayad. Haid, I apologize if I butchered that, but he asked, should I swap J.K. Dobbins for Montgomery? Yes or no, Yeti? Yes. He's your start yes. of the week. I'm rolling with it. Let's do J.K. Dobbins. Play J.K. instead of Montgomery. He also asked, should I start Driscoll or Kittle at tight end? I'm currently playing starting uh, Pacheco at flex and Walker and Dobbins at running back. Can I get some help here? I'd probably play Kittle. That's Yeah. I'd probably play Kittle. Uh, yeah, Mister Mister Irrelevant got a little bit of relevant, a little bit of relevance. So I'd, I'd probably play uh, Kittle on that one. Is this um, Jeff Driscoll? wasn't Isn't
0: thought. he a quarterback?
1: Quarterback? That's what I thought. I was very confused. I was like, huh. unless it's a super flex league.
0: That's interesting. Because didn't he play quarterback last week? Uh, for six six percent
1: or six uh, pass attempts. It's weird. They've come out and said it's going to be a split
0: backfield. I think between Jeff Driscoll and uh, and um, that's Davis interesting Mills. though because it's kind of like the Taysom Hill case that we had. What last? He's year, listed at tight end and QB on Yahoo. That <laughs> makes it interesting. Here's
1: okay. So he, he could put. He just said yeah. He's listed as QB and tight end on Yahoo. So he could. get gets play, the Chiefs this week. Yeah. Well, here's what I'm going to recommend to you because uh, I'm looking and I think Davis Mills is going to be the starter. So Davis Mills manages game and loss. It's got to be Kittle. I think I think it's going to be Davis Mills. I don't think Jeff Driscoll does anything. Watch the news is my recommendation to you because this is a really interesting question. Um,
0: yeah, Lovey Smith came out and said
1: progresses and see what Lovey
0: Smith is going to do would be. He my said recommendation. yesterday that he um, wasn't sure whether both Mills and Driscoll would play, uh, but he said he thought the rotation last week was effective. Okay, uh, so Two different flavors, and that's always tough for a defense to prepare with what we are doing with them.
1: Oh, shit. So Mills
0: and Driscoll, they split snaps right down the middle last week. Um, <laughs> I <laughs> might play Driscoll, man. I, yeah? Yeah. You could. I, I mean, I think you do if you're getting a quarterback in the tight end, tight end spot. Position. Yeah, yes. it's like Taysom Hill, but just yeah. not running as much. And they go up against KC.
1: Yeah. Yeah,
0: I'd probably play Driscoll. I would probably play yeah. Driscoll. That's wow, a weird okay. situation. It's that, it's a yeah. very
1: uncommon situation to be in. But I would play Driscoll in the hopes that, that maybe he could throw one to the house or something because then he'll. Kittle's just hit and miss, and especially with Purdy back there. So um yeah yeah let's roll driscoll on that um and i think that's all the questions we have xx69.biz says free virtual girls chats they sent us so if you're interested in that kind of thing uh go for it don't click on any links yeah don't click on any links that was a joke uh that's it that is all the time that we have if you guys have joined us live and sent us these questions we do greatly appreciate it if you just do us a huge favor if you enjoyed this hit the subscribe button uh we do live shows every monday and wednesday night typically Uh, but then we release them as podcasts the following day so if you're uh if you're into the podcast scene as many of our brainiacs are uh, we're on every podcast platform. Go join us over there. Hit the subscribe button. It truly does. It means the world, and and I appreciate all your guys' questions. As I mentioned, so am I. missing
0: anything there, Yeti? No, but good luck this weekend, guys. Enjoy the good matchups we have. Absolutely, and uh, for those that made it in the playoffs, let's ride, baby. This is
1: now. We're getting into the juicy, uh, the end of this thing. So uh, we'll be here. Sweet, it is. It is, and, and this is our first season doing this. So. Um, it's made it really fun for us, and, and you all have made this an incredible journey thus far, and we, uh, we look forward to it. doesn't stop. It, it doesn't don't. stop after the playoffs. So we keep it rolling. Yep, we're going to keep rolling into the offseason and keep this thing going, but uh, that is all the time that we have, and we are out. Thank you for listening to this episode of Leather Brains. If you enjoyed the show, please consider subscribing and leaving a five-star rating on your favorite podcast app and YouTube as well as following us at Leatherbrains on Twitter and Instagram. If you're looking for specific fantasy advice, including draft advice, trade insight, starts and sits, or even if you want our thoughts on your sports bets, please feel free to send us a DM on Twitter for an answer and a chance to have your question featured on a future episode. Again, thank you for tuning in and we'll be back before you know it.